The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. We've made it. It's 20 years ago today. Yeah. So, this is the introduction to what has been debated for 55 plus years as the greatest album of all time. Yeah. The fictitious band tells us what they're all about. Rock and roll and old school showmanship. It's pretty good for a song about a band. I never like songs that self-reference the band. Sorry, Wilco. The monkeys are one exception. For a song, it's fine. Considering what it sets up, it's great. Yeah, as someone who is like literally flying to Iceland to see Wilco after we finish recording this, uh, I must agree. Uh, yeah, the monkeys are the only ones who are allowed to reference the band themselves. Um, now, as a song on its own, it it kind of gets lost. To be honest, like the guitar works really fun. The sound effects are annoying, uh, but what it does do is it sets up what you're about to experience uh, as an album uh, very well. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a preview of the Sgt. Pepper album where the sum is greater than the parts. Like, Revolver has, uh, has a higher batting average, yes. but Sgt. Pepper's OPS is higher. <laughs> Um, um so like this okay yeah. well, well we'll talk yeah about we're gonna that. get, we'll to, get that to that over the next several episodes okay um but higher on base percentage no <laughs> uh on the- <laughs> well, well, honestly like just to t- take a pause for a second like a thing i would really love to do once we complete all like the whole run of these songs is i would love to get like an average of like where we rated like all these like like within the context of these albums like what was the what album that we ended up liking the most individually and collectively? I think that could be interesting. That could be interesting. Didn't, uh, to put a pause on your pause, uh, did you want to talk about a uh, fellow, a companion podcast? Oh yes, I did actually. Um, a friend of the pod, Joe Lindbergh, uh, has a podcast that talks about this album specifically, but only, the cover art it's called sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band good time podcast and they go through <laughs> everyone who's on the album cover uh, of sergeant pepper and uh they do two people per episode and uh talk about their history and why the beatles may have chosen them and in a fun twist they run them through an ai conversation <laughs> uh, <laughs> the two people the two people that's, that's- so that's clever. So uh, definitely recommend uh, it. It's a it's a fun podcast. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of people to go through. Uh, definitely. So yeah. So as of the first episode, uh, they're talking about uh, uh, Sri. You, uh, <laughs> I can't pronounce it, man. Uh, Alistair Crowley and Sri Yukswar Giri, who is a a guru of sorts. Yeah, the George Georgia probably pitch. Correct. That. Okay, so how did Sergeant Pepper get started? Well, it was, it was 20 years ago today. <laughs> right. On the Beals' final U.S. tour in 1966, 
specifically, Paul was struck by the inventiveness of the West Coast hippie groups with names such as Quicksilver, Messenger Service, Jefferson Airplane, and Big Brother and the Holding Company. In November of that year, on a post-holiday flight from Nairobi to England, he came up with the idea of an alter ego for the band, which would perform an entire album before an audience. So on the flight back, McCartney conceived the idea when he was with Mal Evans, and he Mal innocently asked Paul what the letters S and P stood for on the pots on their in-flight meal trays, and McCartney explained it was for salt and pepper, and that it somehow led to Sergeant Pepper. According to his diaries, however, Mal Evans may have also contributed to the song. Interesting. Jeff Emmerich talks a lot mm. uh, about He's it. He's going to talk a lot um, about this record, probably. Yeah. Paul wanted to play rhythm guitar on the backing track instead of bass. The first time I known him to do that, he simply told John, let me do the rhythm on this. I know exactly what I want. John accepted Paul's instruction without a word of protest and simply picked up a bass guitar. He didn't have any feel for the instrument, though, so we decided to record him on a separate track using a DI box instead of a bass amp. This way, his guide bass part could be replaced later by Paul without any problem of bleed or leakage onto any of the microphones. So he might as well have not plugged in the bass. <laughs> it kept him involved. Yeah, John, you go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Sh- shred away. The Sergeant Pepper theme song was completed in a remarkably short space of time, just two days. <clears throat> including all vocals. Despite the fact, here's Jeff Everett again, despite the fact that George Harrison spent hours trying to nail down a guitar solo. He's such a dick to him. In the end, Paul preemptorily replaced George's work with a stunning solo of his own, which Harrison was clearly not very happy about, but the storm quickly blew over. Uh, the song was recorded over four days. Uh, that's not what Jeff Emmerich said. On February 1st, 1967, the Beatles taped nine takes of the rhythm track, though only the first and last of these were complete. They recorded drums, bass, and two guitars, the latter played by Paul and George Harrison. The next day, McCartney recorded his lead vocals, and he, Harrison, and John Lennon taped their harmonies. The song was left, left for over a month until the French horns were overdubbed on March 3rd. McCartney also recorded a lead guitar solo, leaving the song almost complete. And then on March 6th, they added the sounds of the imaginary audience and the noise of an orchestra tuning up, a combination of crowd noise from a 1961 recording of the comedy show Beyond the Fringe, and outtakes from the, the February 10th, 1967 orchestral overdub session for A Day in the Life. For the second two, with, with a little help from my friends, meanwhile, they inserted screams of Beatle maniacs from the recordings of the Beatles live at the Hollywood Bowl. It's called Recycling. Mm. In 1967, Jimi Hendrix played the song live at the Savile Theater in Shaftesbury Avenue, which was released by Brian Epstein, only three days after it had been released on record, with Paul and George Harrison in the audience. (laughs) That must have been something. Bold. The song was never performed live by the Beatles, but it was performed by three of the former band members, Paul, George, and Ringo, plus Eric Clapton, on May 19, 1979, at Eric Clapton's wedding party, when he married George's ex, Patty Boyd. That's unfortunate. I'm in love with your wife, mate. 
Paul and U2 played the song at the start of the Live, Live 8 concert in London's Hyde Park on July 2nd, 2005. The song, starting with It Was 20 Years Ago Today, was chosen, among others, to commemorate that Live 8 took place approximately 20 years after Live Aid. The single was released for charity on iTunes, hitting number 48 on the Billboard Hot 100, number 1 on the UK Downloads chart, setting a world record for the fastest-selling online song at the time. 2007, Brian Adams and Stereophonics recorded the album's two versions of the song for It Was 40 Years Ago Today, a TV film with contemporary acts recording the album's songs using the same studio technicians and recording techniques as the original. Paul performed the song on April 4, 2009 during a benefit concert at New York's Radio City Music Hall and segmented it to With a Little Help from My Friends, sung by Ringo. Spoiler alert. 2009, I thought it was Billy Shears. In 2009, Cheap Trick released a live album on DVD called Sgt. Pepper Live, which is a live performance of the entire original album, including the title song and reprise. Uh, on November, on February 9th, 2014, during a tribute show commemorating the Beatles' first appearance at the Ed Sullivan Show 50 years earlier, Paul again sang the song and Star sang with a little help from my friends. The Flaming Lips recorded the song on their Track for Track tribute album with a little help from my friends, with a W, released on October 27, 2014. And of course, Glim Spanky recorded a covered song for Hello Goodbye, a 2016 tribute album to the Beatles. Of course. <laughs> Love counts zero. Sergeant Pepper ain't about Mm-mm. that. Josie scale. Um, gonna give this to Josie, even though it doesn't almost doesn't feel like a song. It, you know, it's yeah, it's the intro. Yeah, it's it's tough to like. I, I mean, I, we're gonna run into this too when we get to Abbey Road, but it's it's tough to like divorce this from the whole record and like what it stands for but as a song in itself yeah it's it's a josie the beatles are a pretty nice band talk about them day after day but we also love the outfield a lot so are these songs better than your love the beatles are a pretty nice band someday we'll judge if they're fine oh yeah someday we'll judge if they're fine